Potato, Potato, Thumbs Podcast, Potato, Potato, Thumbs Podcast. It's Fluffy and the Admiral playing with their fingers and their nips. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 96 of Potato Thumbs Podcast. With me this week, returning from the epic city that is St. Louis, fresh off the housing market, I don't know, what do you want to call it? The housing market market? (laughs) (laughs) How did your shopping go, Mr. Uh, Well, I didn't find anything because it was St. Louis Hmm. and I hate that city so much. Uh, <laughs> but it seemed like a worthwhile endeavor to head down there and take a look. Uh, but then I decided I would be better off just burning my house to the ground and living in a tent in my backyard. <laughs> Seems reasonable. I like that you, I like that you really like took a logical approach to it. I think that's really, <laughs> really what makes me the happiest. Um, you know, before we ran with this bit, we probably should have checked to see. Um, Farian, do you live in St. Louis by any chance? No, I, I don't, but my okay. brother does. You're, you're so what? you know it's a hellhole. Oh, my, so, bro- my brother lives there, yeah. Have you visited him there? Of course, yeah. All right, all right. Has he lived there like a long time? Yeah, it's been several years. He's a doctor of physical therapy up there. Okay. My, um, my wife's family is all from St. Louis, and then... Uh, Nips here. He has college buddies that live there. Um, my, my old college roommate uh, lives there. Actually selling his place and moving into a new one for a cool 525000 Nice. I told him that was uh, out of my price range for <laughs> St. Louis. Um, so, jokes aside, um, how has your experience been uh, in the city of St. Louis when you go visit your brother? Oh, I don't have too much of a problem. I'm not sure if he... He doesn't live, of course, downtown. He lives in a suburb off to the west. Okay. Um, a little ways. And i got to be honest, we haven't exactly explored a lot of the city. We just kind of hang out with him. He did a couple of, uh, you know, little touristy things. Took the kids to a couple of really nice museums there. And otherwise, didn't, didn't mind it at all. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this was episode 96. Uh, now you understand uh, what Farian thinks of St. Louis. And um, it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. I really, I really appreciate your time. It was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> all right. So I guess we should, we should maybe, maybe be professional about this, right? Hold on. I got to put on my game face. All right. So, esteemed guest. Please tell us about yourself. Who are you? If maybe these listeners that we have don't know your name. Yeah, so I go by Furion online. Uh, it's a it's a moniker that I devised when I was like 12 or 13. So it's been almost, geez, 25 years. So I've been dealing with this same screen name back when AOL Instant Messenger was a thing. Uh, I do art. I'm an illustrator by training. Um it's a hobby of mine. It's how I, I'm going to turn it into finally making a little bit of money. I'm going to be selling some stuff at Guardian Con uh, this summer. But mostly I, I just enjoy creating 
illustrations for people who generally don't get to see their characters uh, done up in a way in in that fashion. So it's a, it's a really rewarding thing to be able to do. That's cool, man. Um, I realized about a minute ago that I've been saying your name wrong for a good like two, two and a half years. Whenever, whenever you really start blowing up in the D1 days, um, which is quite funny. I mean, our listeners probably aren't surprised. Nips, I'm, I'm guessing you aren't surprised that I was mispronouncing this to myself the whole time. But um, it's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't exactly come with a guidance you know, to have, <laughs> how to spell it or say it. it's fine. I, I just pronounce it the way Fluffy pronounced it, so that's on me for trusting him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that I'm able to degrade your English language a little bit. Um, I feel like I've accomplished some things today. This is great. <laughs> um, okay, so GuardianCon, is this your first time going or have you gone in the past? No, I went last year as just a, a, a participant, just hanging out and seeing people and stuff like that. I, I've been in the Destiny art community for a long time now. Um, I knew several of the people that were going to have art booths, so I decided I wanted to go and actually meet these guys that I've been talking to online for so long. Uh, plus, it was just it was nice to go and, and you know put faces to names, that sort of thing. So I went down last summer. Um, me and several other artists uh, hung out a lot, and we talked about uh, best practices for running a booth and you know ways that we could do it maybe better, and then. As the conversation evolved, we decided, let's just do it. Let's go ahead and set up our own booth. We're doing it together. So I'm going to be in a booth with uh, Ian Pesty. Oh, uh, wow. Steph. Yeah, yeah. Ian's a really, really good guy. Uh, Steph Huang. Our home, I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, and I totally apologize for that, Steph. But uh, she does a lot of really cool uh, chibi art, of uh, like kind of stuff for uh, Destiny. And uh, then Jay Howard is a graphic designer, so he won't actually be selling any physical work there, but he's going to be offering his services for hire and helping us just kind of run and supporting us. So it's a really good dude. So yeah. we got a, a pretty good lineup there, at our, we, and we, we got two booths side by side, so it's like a mega booth. Um, so we're, we're talking right now about our banners and stuff, how we're going to try and attract people to come see us and it's gonna be a lot of fun man that's cool you know um it's funny that you mentioned mr howard uh two (laughs) years ago you unknowing well i i mean i guess you knew but uh you helped me because we ran the charity stream to get him down to guardian con to hang out with us at dirt mansion and yeah like it wasn't until you you started talking about that that i was like oh yeah i'm pretty sure you donated some art or something for us that's Um, yeah that sounds (laughs) sounds pretty much anytime anybody asks i'm like yeah okay no problem i do yeah so that's that's cool yeah he's good dude um he is yeah i i hung out with him all that weekend but he um so I'm in Minnesota, he's in Wisconsin, and we had a, a meetup with a bunch of derp people um, prior to that, I believe, mm-hmm. um, down in southern Wisconsin, had some beers and hung out for the day. And yeah, he's he's good people, man. He, you know, that's, that's cool. It should be a good time. 
yeah, we're really looking forward to it. You know, one of the main things that you want when you run into a, a booth at a convention is to have backup. Like if you got to go to the bathroom, you want somebody else there oh, yeah. that can hold down the fort, you know, and, and your significant other isn't always uh, the best uh, response. You don't, you don't just want them. You want two people at all times, you know. So we're all going to be there. You know, I'm going to have my wife. Uh, somebody, Steph is bringing her mom. The other two guys are going to be there. So we're always going to have at least like two or three people at the booth. Um, so it'll be easy. Somebody can process payments while other people are signing things. You can chat. You can hang out. It'll be a lot better than and just having one person, two people. How are you going to get lunch? How you, you know, I'm not thirsty, that kind of stuff. You know, you don't have to fight that. Yeah. So it should be good. That's a, that's a good approach, man, because um, – that event, it goes on for a while. You know, you're there before the gates <laughs> open and you're there until they close. So, yeah, it's, yep. uh, it's good to yep. have that backup and, and just for, you know, peace of mind to be able to walk and, you know, whether it's get a coffee or use the bathroom or whatever and not, not feel like you have to run to do it, you know? Exactly, yeah. And, you know, I, we're going to be uh, having some stuff to raffle off, Um I think at our booth, but also for St. Jude, like last year we raffled off some stuff and raised, I raised five, $5,000 last year for wow. St. Jude at their, awesome. uh, at their booth. It was, you know, it's a drop in the bucket compared to what everybody else was doing, but it was, you know, it felt really good to be able to, to pull that off. So we're going to be donating some art, some stuff to St. Jude. People can drop by, uh, put a dollar in if they, you know, want to put $10, whatever they want. And at the end you draw names and see who gets it, that sort of thing, you know? That's cool. Are they? Um, are you doing the drawing at the event? Like they got to hang out, and you'll do it in like the last day or something like that. So what we're gonna do for for St. Jude? I mean, they run that, you know. So we oh, did okay, the drawing okay. at the event um, last time, but at our table, any drawings? Whenever you buy a ticket or you know get a raffle, we're gonna ask you to um, put a contact number on those those tickets so that. You can go home. Not everybody can be there two days. Not everybody can be there at the exact moment you're going to draw that. Um, give me your Twitter handle, uh, phone number if you want me to text you, whatever it is, and uh, I'll contact you if you happen to win this thing. It'll be a lot, a lot better for people because, like I said, sometimes it's it's kids and their parents are are running the show. They can't stick around. Uh, sometimes you know, got to you got to head out and take care of business. You can't always just sit around and wait for people like me to decide when to pull that that card out you know yeah and especially the second day um we had some people feeling pretty hungover day two the year that sure. we went <laughs> were you one of those people no surprisingly i uh i held my own i was very amazed because i'm pretty sure we went to bed at like three or four in the morning and got up at seven um oh, God. but uh yeah it was i mean yeah it was it was a good time Anyways, so that's that's really smart to to get that contact info. Um, yeah, man, it, it gives some flexibility. So, are they going to win pieces of art that you've printed there, or are you thinking that you're going to be like raffling off like uh, like commission work type stuff? Uh, no, so I'll I'll do commission work anytime. If anybody wants anything, I'll help out. Um, what I'm thinking is there's a couple of pieces that um, I'm going to see if if St. Jude wants to raffle off because I can't, there's certain things that I'm not comfortable 
uh, selling because of intellectual property rights. So like I did a, a Marvel Infinity War crossover type poster. I'm not going to sell that because I don't want Marvel thinking that I'm trying to steal their stuff or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. But a donation is different than selling it, I believe. Um, same thing. I made this really, really big Borderlands piece, and I'd like to see the Borderlands people should be there, I believe. So I'd like to ask their permission to donate it to St. Jude and see if they can't make some money off of it. Uh, that'd be really nice. I mean, ultimately, it's all about whether or not the the respective owners allow it to happen. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to step on anybody's toes or anything like that, you know. Uh, Bungie has been nice enough to to let artists uh, sell work that is inspired by their creation at at uh, GuardianCon, which is awesome. Um, but we can't expect that literally every other um, owner is going to have the same outlook. You know, you just don't want to assume that. Right. Yeah, it's really that's a really smart approach, man. Um, I actually I saw that borderlands piece that you did um on twitter earlier this week and i was like and that's going in the show notes because that is amazing (laughs) yeah i I just looked at it before the show and i was blown away with how awesome it looks thank you i appreciate that i it's i just kind of realized recently that borderlands the graphic style really fits the way i illustrate Um, oh that's cool you know, like the the kind of hard black lines with uh, more of a gradient and fading uh, color scheme and stuff like that. That's exactly how I've always drawn it. It just occurred to me recently. I was like, oh, I should draw more Borderlands because <laughs> it's like fits, you know. Um, so yeah, it was it was fun to draw. There's a lot of cool characters. Um, there's a lot of Borderlands has a really for as crazy of a world as they've created, as wildly ambitious as it is. It's actually got a really uh, like plot that you can follow. You know, it's it's actually got characters and stuff. There's cohesiveness and consistency to their stories, which is it's impressive considering the nature of them. They're mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're yeah. crazy games. They're they're full of just wild characters, and yet. You can talk to somebody who's played him, and everybody can can remember Scooter or or you know uh, his sister and uh, all the different people like Zed, the Doctor, and the, it's just it's weird how they managed to pull that off. It's pretty impressive. I'm uh, I'm definitely a big fan of of the game. I'm I'm really looking forward to um, September when the new one comes out. Um, but. Hey, yeah, it is cool. Like I've uh, I'm always I've always been a fan of how they do their art style as well, which I guess would make sense, right? Because I, I like the stuff that you put out too. Um, it's it's different though. Like it's you first look at it and you're like, oh, it's a cartoon, but then like you start playing it and you're like, this is really really beautiful. Like even back in the 360 days with like Borderlands too, it was like this is a beautiful game, and then you know, the storyline, the content is there, but they are like, they're ridiculously funny. Like the, Mm -hmm. the jokes and stuff. Oh God, man. So good. Yeah. They've got some extremely clever writing and they package it into a game that is just extremely aesthetically pleasing. You know, you you don't mind replaying the game because the act of running around in their world is, is fulfilling. Everything about it makes you happy to do, you know, um, I, I recently started playing the pre-sequel, uh, which I hadn't played before, actually. And 
The only thing I ever had a complaint with was I, I hate having to constantly uh, suck up all the ammo and stuff. I just I wish the ammo would immediately go to my character instead of me having to mechanically set it. I don't mind having to pick up weapons, you know, make the choice there. Yeah. But ammo, I'm like, oh, just get it on my character. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But but man, it's it's such a a well done game. Those guys should be proud of the work they did created, man. I still stand by uh, Borderlands 2 having probably my second favorite piece of DLC ever in a game. And that Tiny Tina's Assault the on Dragon D&D. Keep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that is until Witcher 3 Blood and Wine. It was my favorite. And yep. even then, it gives that a run for its money because it's like we're talking about. It's an absolutely beautiful game. It's funny. And that D&D game is like the most touching point of the entire series, too, so far in my mind. Yeah. It's like, extremely fun. It's it's fun, but it also like brings up a lot of emotions, and it's just I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I actually want to go back and play it again now, just <laughs> thinking about how much fun I had in that. I'm I'm very excited to play the new stuff. I'm I'm not a collector by nature. Like I I, I enjoy art, but I don't I'm, I don't buy into like the um like the vinyls and the pop characters and stuff yeah, like that. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, but um. We had we had a bunch of Destiny guys over at my house one night, and we did a um, like a Smash tournament, and like which is funny because half of us have never played Smash ever. That's um, when it's the most fun, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it was a great night. But uh, one of my buddies works in the gaming industry, and he had a bunch of Borderlands stuff and some other things that he gave away, and uh, I I ended up with the uh, the Butt Stallion, and it's the <laughs> only piece of like gaming stuff that i have here because it's just it's great man like uh just i don't know they they that whole game fantastic yeah my i'm i'm kind of similar in that i can't i can't just purchase things and i hate that because i'm too rational and logical about how i spend money and there's a part of me that sees like a beautiful cade six statue and i'm like that's really cool but i'll never buy it (laughs) I, I hate that because I want to support the people and everything like that. Yeah, but at right. the same time, like, what am I going to do with it? Like, I if it's not, it doesn't have a practical purpose. It's rare for me to actually purchase it. So, it's it's tough. I, I feel bad. I feel like I'm betraying <laughs> the ner- the nerd culture by not supporting it like that. <laughs> no, I feel you though, man. Like, I, I I look at it in a similar way. I'm like, well, it's, I'm just going to dust it. Like, it's just going to yeah. sit there, and I'm going to yeah. dust it, and that's that's all that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, it's funny though, because then I like see like art I feel different about though. And I, I guess it's, it's a different like medium, but you know, I have no problem like putting a beautiful picture up on the wall and on just having wall. it to there. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's like, Oh, I love it. You know, yep. um, my, my wall over here to my right is, is all like art from my kids and stuff like that. You know, it's like, that's, that's the sort of stuff that, that I'm like, yeah, I, definitely enjoy having that around me yeah i I get that my kids uh, i have a little sketchbook i keep in my car so that if i'm ever somewhere that i need to i'm stuck and i just you know fill the time with drawing right so my kids like to pick it up while i'm driving and they just keep filling pages with their doodles so it's more of a book for them now than it is for me and it's absolutely wonderful because you can see their their progression of age and skill in this book 
and it's they don't even realize it, but they're giving me something I'm going to probably treasure forever. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's pretty cool. awesome, you know. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, getting art from folks is pretty amazing. A couple of years ago for Christmas, my brother got me a uh, commission to Cobb one uh, piece oh, of my yeah. my D one Hunter. Oh uh, yeah, and that definitely just like, all right, I'm getting that frame and putting that up on the wall because yeah. uh, that, you know, it's just sort of a thing. Like people who don't know about the game, not going to say anything, but people who know the game and they see that, they're going to it's going to be an instant talking point. Yeah, and I tell you, Kelly's a great great artist, man. It's a good choice by your brother. <laughs> yeah, he's he's good people. He yep. um he grew up with uh, one of the guys that frequents our show a lot, Chuck. Um, so it's funny, like the like the small world that we live in, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, so I uh, I really enjoyed as well the uh, Game of Thrones Guardians that you've been uh, putting uh, out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those I, you know. Game of Thrones is on, obviously. Everybody knows. And uh, I just had this idea about what Jon Snow would look like as one. So I doodled him. And it got a lot of traction. A lot of people liked it. So that made me think of, well, what would the next one look like in the next one? You know, it it fit really well. Um, I don't really have the time right now to just uh, churn out one after the other too much which is a shame because they're actually remarkably easy um because most of the work is already done by the wardrobe department of those shows <laughs> <laughs> they have uh, outfits like sansa the one i did for sansa is pretty much just a, like her art is just her outfit it was just what it was and uh it made it like really really simple to uh to translate into destiny you know helmets you have to come up with something and it's actually a fun challenge to figure out how uh, to depict this character in a helmet. So, like with Sansa, I, I put the braids of her hair into the helmet. Um, the same thing with uh, Daenerys and Jon Snow. I tried to depict the hair being pulled back into the bun type thing. With Ned Stark, I gave him his beard, even though it's all like kind of etched into the armor itself. So it's a it's a fun exercise, you know. So I'm hoping to get back into it. Um, I don't have any plans to like sell that kind of stuff or anything. Again, this is not my property, right? I guess it's 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 loosely inspired, but it's also it's two two people. It's Bungie and HBO people. So it's like it's kind of risky, in my opinion, to <laughs> try and profit from their stuff. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll the see. the HBO is uh, that's when you get into scary territory. Yeah. And, like my wife always says, she's like, I like our house. Let's not lose our house. I'm like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a good point. Um, so. I really, I really, really like Sansa's cape. The way that you drew the fur on top of it, man, it is. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, and then um, I don't know what it is about the Cersei one, but the way that you captured like the long body, like it, I don't know, man, it. It it really works well, I like it. Yeah, the one with the fighting lion uh, yeah. might be my favorite uh, out of all of them. Although the Sansa one is also su- super great. Yeah, like definitely. it's hard to pick a favorite, but uh, yeah, the Cersei one I really liked a, a ton. Yeah, uh, Cersei, I'd, I'd spend a little bit more time on, and I fully acknowledge the first time I drew her, I messed up because I put a Galahorn, and that was that was a bad choice. I'm sorry. 
I apologize. <laughs> so, I wasn't thinking straight. It was late in the day, whatever. Uh, so I switched it up to the fighting line, added a few more details, and, and refined it a little bit more. Um, these these were supposed to be sketches, so they're not supposed to be fully out, fleshed out things, you know. Um, and Sansa, though, was one I, I did in the morning, which means I spent a little bit more time on them, typically. As the day goes on, I get tired. I start moving faster. But, yeah, Sansa came out really good because I spent a little bit more effort on her. Um, and, you know, I use references a lot from all the different uh, the, the different armor sets. So, like, I pulled some some uh, Iron Banner arms for her. I pulled a, uh, a Warlock helmet and then shaped it differently for her helmet. Aria was fairly similar. I, I just kind of picked up some uh, Iron Banner stuff. And then for the hel- helmet, I tried to do the uh, faceless mask thing, the house of black and white. Uh, I had the door split down the middle with black and white. So yeah. I tried to mimic that in the helmet. I don't think it, I don't think the sketch conveyed it enough, but you know, it is what it is. Um, Daenerys was pretty straightforward. It was, it's a little awkward looking, but uh, the whole point was to try and make it obvious just from a glance who it was. And I think at least I succeeded in that regard. Uh, Ned Stark's probably the one that doesn't look enough like Ned Stark. You know, it just, it's just a big, this guy's just a big Iron Banner guy. <laughs> and uh, I might have pushed it a little bit too far by adding all the armor plates. If I would have kept him in his traditional pose, maybe thrown the arm in. I could have just put the broadsword, you know, the young wolf howl or something. And then it would have literally just been a picture of Ned Stark with a helmet. So I tried to figure out the right way to balance that out. And I, I don't know. It just kind of is what it is. But Cersei was remarkably easy, all things considered. Again, wardrobe department helped me out a lot. Throw a couple lines here and there, and uh, that's about it. You know, I love that. I love like your level of sketch. Like the like this is what you call a sketch, and it's just it's just absolutely beautiful. You know, yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, straight line is sort of difficult for me when I'm drawing, so I don't know how that's pretty easy. But I guess we all have different skills. <laughs> Well, I think every artist has the things that they find challenging and stuff. And for me, uh, color theory is something that I still work towards and try and, you know, I look at other artists and the way they color something and I, I want to be like that. And then when I try, it doesn't turn out like that. So, um, uh, sometimes the, the rendering or something to make it a little bit more painterly. I'm not very good at painterly stuff. I'm, I'm a line guy. I'm an illustrator and, uh, I wish I could paint. Sometimes I try, but I'm just, I'm, I've never been that great. So every artist is struggling, you know, to find a, a balance and, and work, get better at certain things and you feel confident with other things. So, you know, when we say it's easy, we don't mean any disrespect to people who can't draw. We're literally just saying, <laughs> this is my strength. You know, this is what I'm better at as opposed to other things, you know. Yeah, I, uh, as I've been wandering through your Twitter feed as we've talked this, about this, because, you know, we're talking about the pictures. So I want to get them up and look at them. And I'm just like, all right, I need to close down Twitter and stop because I just found myself scrolling down through the media section. Mm-hmm. And I'm just yeah. like. All right, I'm not paying nearly enough attention to the conversation because I'm drooling on this artwork. So well, I, I want to point out, I I deliberately never use uh, gifs to react to things because for whatever reason, Twitter puts gifs in the media section, 
And that drives me nuts. Oh, my yeah. media section, for me, if you go through my media section, it's only going to be artwork. That's all you're going to see. So good. Yeah. That's artwork. awesome. I don't. It's, it's, I refuse. I refuse to respond with a GIF because it just ruins the Twitter uh, media section. I, uh, I enjoy your media section on Twitter because um, it slowly has become my screensaver or my uh, backgrounds for my computers. <laughs> like my game. <laughs> My gaming PC is like is like a Titan because that's I'm a Titan on PC, and even my work laptop um, is a picture of yours. And it's funny because I'll I'll like host meetings, you know, like like Skype meetings or whatever, and uh, they can see my screen. Like if I'm screen sharing, and I'll like minimize everything to go grab a program or a file or mm-hmm. something, and like the picture pops up in front of like you know whether it's like two people that i have with me on the call or like 75 people with me on the call and then right back to work <laughs> it's funny <laughs> i i i enjoy the uh i enjoy the the drawings and the ability to keep putting up new artwork you know as yeah. as you're posting things it's fun yeah one of my biggest strengths has always been uh the speed at which i work i just um it's a, it's a blessing and a curse because i never complete things to where I believe I could possibly get them to like there, for instance, I'll, I'll bring up Monkus, uh, Brian Monkus, extremely talented artist, right? He moves in a very uh, deliberate methodical pace and he creates art that is absolutely gorgeous and ultra detailed and, and, and in a lot of ways, just perfect. Right. Um, I think I might be able to draw like that, but my brain will not let me, I'll be, about halfway there and be like it's done moving on and i gotta i gotta gotta draw something else i can't it's so hard for me to spend more than a a day or two on a single piece of art most days i'll finish two pieces in a day because that's just how i work i i can't um i can't rationalize spending more time than that on things and uh at at this point you know time is the most valuable resource you have in life right you you have a finite amount of time on this earth um and your allocation of that time is the one thing that we should all be prioritizing how you're going to spend that time if you have the opportunity you want to be with family right that should be number one making sure that you're raising a generation of children that are going to be better than we are that should be absolute priority but if you're stuck at work your, your priority, uh, you have to figure out the right way to use that time. And I'm lucky enough to be able to draw while I'm at work in downtime. So as soon as downtime hits and I have the opportunity, man, I'm, I'm drawing. And if I'm c- close enough to complete that, I think that I can uh, begin the next project, I start it. And uh, I don't get paid to do this. You know, this is, uh, this is not my job. I think if it was my job, I'd spend more time on it. Um, but as it is, if somebody wants their character drawn, I will draw them. And after I draw them, I got three more waiting, so I got to get to those. And uh, I just got to use your time as, as wisely as you can. And it, it's a it's a challenge, you know. Yeah, I, I I am always amazed at the rate that you put out art and the quality of the art. Um, so. Uh, you know, we're always our, our toughest critic, but I can tell you, um, from my point of view, uh, that, like you put out stuff and I'm just like, man, that is amazing. <laughs> just, I don't know. It's, it's good stuff, man. Ah, thank you. 
Um, so you have Guardian Con coming up. Um, yep. Do you have anything else in the future that you have planned, or or like or or ideas that you're going towards? Like, you know, it sounds like maybe some Borderlands three artwork is in the future. Um, anything else that that well, you see on the horizon? So no, no other conventions or anything like that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna work with uh, uh, probably an online store at some point here. Uh, my plan is to at at Guardian Con, actually have something available for people to purchase prints other than what I have at Guardian Con. So, you know, doing it physically, you can't just bring everything you ever draw, especially when you draw as many things as I do. Um, I literally just, I can't bring 100 prints of 100 pieces. It's, it's ridiculous. It's silly, right? So I had to narrow it down to 10 so that when I bring 50 or 100 prints of each of those, I'm, you know, it's, that's a manageable amount of artwork to carry around. Um, but an online thing, if somebody wants to order a print, uh, let's say I draw your character and you want a print. Well, that's, you can do that, right? If no one else gets that print, okay, no skin off my back. I didn't print 100 of them and have them sitting here. I didn't spend the money yet. But uh, this way, uh, I'll be able to let people purchase a few here, a few there. Uh, so I'll have that available. Um, I got some T-shirts worked up as well. Uh, they're not like labeled Fury or anything like that. You're not buying my merch. You're just buying artwork that I've done. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Just continue to do what people are looking for. I, I, if I can do some Borderlands three, that's great. Um, I need to see some more uh, stuff from them first, you know, but. In general, I like I like their stuff. I I'll, I'll probably be inclined to draw some. That's cool. Um, we uh we got a few questions from our our community for you, so I think we're gonna cool. jump into those before we get into video game talk. Um, so our buddy Beardad says, "What was the first piece of art um you did when you realized that you had a talent?" Oh man, that's impossible. Uh, I've been so I've been drawing I was identified in kindergarten as as part of the talented program in our in our school district so I I joined like a talented art program at that part so I've been drawing my entire life Um, the the piece of art that like I feel like always inspired me to draw my mom used to draw this basically a Superman and Batman and she has no artistic talent whatsoever but I still remember wanting to draw as good as her, which is hilarious because now I know she didn't, you know, she, she did not draw. Um, so uh, Superman on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper drawn with like flippers for feet and uh, a cape that looked like a handkerchief is, is, <laughs> is what really inspired me. Um, That's fantastic. What, what occurred to me was I went to college for fine art. And uh, I started in graphic design, actually. And then uh, one of the professors in the hallway one day goes, oh, man, you know, with your talent, you should be in fine art. You could be doing great things. And being the impressionable freshman in college, I was like, oh, that sounds great. I'll do that. <laughs> so I switched over to fine art. So I learned how to uh, paint and do ceramics and stone, uh, chisel stone and stuff like that. But it wasn't until three years in that I realized, oh God, I'm just practicing. You don't actually like learn any secrets of the trade. There's nothing there that really uh, like changed me as an artist. It's just four years of practice. 
Whereas in graphic design, they're learning how to use all these programs. They're beginning to 3D render things and all these skill sets that would actually benefit me uh, in, in like a chase for like a video game design job or something like that, right? Instead, I'm, I'm just painting a landscape, which is useful if you want to do concept art and stuff like that. But I could have been doing that on my own time which I was drawing on my own time anyway. So anyway, I got out of college and I had this stack of basically useless art and I was really disgruntled. So I put art to the side. I stopped drawing. Um, for about 10 years, all I did was work and write. I wrote a bunch of novels and stuff in my spare time. And uh, then Destiny came out and I really liked the aesthetics of it. So I decided I'm gonna draw one of these characters because I really I enjoyed the game. I had uh, I was all New Monarchy D1, you know, and uh, so I decided to to draw my character and uh, somebody liked it. And I posted it online, so I liked it a lot. And then I just decided to draw each of the armor sets, and then I had to draw this guy's character and that guy's character, and I just haven't stopped since then. <laughs> so it's you know I took this big break, stopped doing art, had to kind of restart. Uh, and now it's just part of my everyday routine is to, is to create something. That's cool, man. That's super cool. Um, our buddy gear dad says, first of all, thank you for designing the original amp logo. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you are one of the most prolific artists, uh, in the community. How long does it take you to complete a piece of work? You kind of already told us that. Like, usually you're doing, like, one a day, if not two. Um, yeah, it depends on the on the type of artwork. For instance, the last thing I did was this swordsman drawing, right? I want to say that took three hours. I mean, it it looks, like, super detailed and all that stuff, but it's really not that bad. Um, use the right references, uh, you know, the armor references and stuff like that and uh do a, a fairly detailed light sketch and then it's literally just a matter of laying down black and white there's no color i'm not i'm not messing with there a whole bunch of different layers uh it's not that bad uh the borderlands 3 one however uh that's several days of work i mean uh each of those people is it's a separate thing there's a lot of different layers uh involved to make sure that i have enough uh, lights and darks and the, the color schemes and the, the stipples and all that stuff. So um, that's those projects take days. And uh, the last thing I did, for instance, take you know, three to four hours, something like that. Uh, Cersei took four hours max, I would say. Wow. Something like that. Um, you know, so it it is what it is. Yeah. So he also asked, do you work uh, on one piece at a time or do you bounce back and forth between different pieces? Uh, mostly one piece, mostly. Um, the Borderlands 3 piece, I did a, a good chunk of it weeks and weeks and weeks ago and realized I had left out just so many characters that I went back to it recently, shrunk it down a bit, condensed the characters, threw a bunch of new ones in, and now I think I've got almost all of the Borderlands characters in there um i feel i felt like i could fit that in but 90 percent of the time i work on one piece at a time uh the back of my head though is always the random messages i have the dms hey can you do this can you do that and all the other things i have to work on not to mention uh the D games i play in and my kids projects i coach two soccer teams it you know there's wow 
there's plenty of, of stuff that's uh, that's fighting for attention. So that's a limited number of hours in the day. Exactly. So again, allocation, right? While I'm at work, I, I do these things. While I'm at home, I do these things. I never draw at home ever. Like I, when I get home, there's not a single piece of or project that I'm working on. I'm I'm with the kids. Um, when they go to sleep, I will be with my wife, and if uh, she wants to watch. Uh, what's that show that she's always watching? The, the family that's dramatic, and which one is that? Everybody cries every episode. This is us, you know. Oh, she okay. wants to choose the, if it's a This Is Us night or The Village. I think is one that she's watching now. I could go play Destiny or something, you know. Um, but yeah, you, you got to use the time that God gives you. So uh, that, that kind of leads into the, the next question we have from Brisbear. He says, what's your art creation to playtime ratio? Oh, I barely ever get to play these days. <laughs> so a lot. So interestingly enough, um, if we don't have like soccer practice or something, my afternoons are open. I've got about a one to two hour window right when we get home from work where the kids are outside running around doing their own thing. You know, they're old enough to be autonomous now where I could sit and play. I'll play a couple hours. But uh, once the wife gets home and dinner started and it's bath time and you got to do bedtime, it, it's it's rare for me to get on once the sun goes down. It's just not as easy. It, it, you know, I'm getting older. I'm almost 40. I'm tired. <laughs> I I can't, I can't stay up late. And, you know, because of that window, because I only have like an hour here, an hour there, I don't raid. I don't, I don't set up group events. Uh, I'm almost always solo in everything I do because I, I can't commit. I can't tell people, yes, I'll definitely be there or anything like that. It's very hard for me to schedule that kind of thing. Um, mostly because I, I still view it as just a video game. You know, I'm not going to, carve out a designated piece of time um, to say, all right, I'm going to play my video game and it's important and y'all can't bother me during that. <laughs> uh, it's still a video game to me, you know? So yep. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. When I, I very rarely play video games while my kids are awake. Um, I mean, it has to be like, they're going to sit down and watch like a Barbie movie or something. And I, and you know, it's, it's, they're exhausted. So I'm not going to try and persuade them to like go outside or, or do something else. It's like, okay, they need an hour to just chill on the sofa. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll play a game then, but it's like once every month or two at the most. Otherwise it's, you know, my, my friends know it's like, oh, when will Fluffy be on? Oh, probably around nine thirty or so. If he's not hanging out with the missus. Whenever <laughs> yeah. the kids go to bed. Yep. That's it. When the kids go to bed. Um, all right. Last question from Laz. What is the most complex piece you've ever done? Oh, um, let me think. So in high school, I did an absolute ton of work, um, in sketchbooks. I, I just filled sketchbook after sketchbook. My, my average was about five to eight sketchbooks a year of school year. Um, wow. so, and, and I would get kind of obsessive on pages. I would do these super detailed, um, almost like where's Waldo type pictures, you know, just a ton of lines and line work and stuff like that. 
Um, so there's probably a few pages in there that were the most detailed, most uh, uh, obsessive type pieces. But uh, the, the one that's most recent that I think is the most uh, rigorous one that I did was actually the the Destiny and Marvel crossover piece. Um, oof, I'll have to go back though to find it, but I was really happy with that. This was during the Infinity War period, not Endgame. Um, okay. I drew everybody that was in Infinity War as a Marvel uh, character. And uh, I'll put them all in one poster. And like I said, I think it really came out great. Um, I'd like to be able to donate that one to St. Jude and let them raffle it off at Guardian Con because I'm very proud of it. But again, I'm not sure yet about whether or not they'd be willing to do that. Um, I'm still trying to find it. I'm scrolling through. I went through a month where I did all these uh, portraits of people. And Jesus, there's just a ton yeah, in different in different um, art styles too. Styles, that, yeah. that that was like my favorite part about it was like yeah. when you first started doing that, it was like, oh, here's here's like one or two, and then it was like here's four, and then it was like here's six, <laughs> and like they're all different styles, and it it was cool to see to see you like challenge yourself with that, and uh, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed those a lot. Yeah, that's the other thing. Every every time I draw, I I legit don't know which uh, how I'm going to draw it. I, I don't know. Um, I, it it and so when people ask me, hey, can you do a piece for me? I'm like, yes, but the stipulation is, um, I decide how I want to draw it, and it's just the way it is. I, I can't guarantee that i'm gonna be able to draw it in the manner that you want because i i don't have control over that i'm sorry <laughs> it's kind of weird no it's that's it's it's cool though man like it's cool to set that that um that stipulation because like if it's gonna yield the best art if it's what what it takes for you to get into it and and like to create the best piece and like i don't i don't think there's something wrong with that i totally get that yeah, there's two sides to that. So sometimes it is the best piece, and sometimes it's absolute crap, and I feel terrible. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the uh, best way to handle that thing is. Uh, here's the uh, let me see, copy link to tweet. Here it is. I'm gonna drop it in your little folder here. It'll be under the Borderlands three piece. Can you see that? I don't know, but that's the uh, that's oh, yeah. the the the. Infinity War piece I did. That one probably took the most amount of time. Um, it's all it's all uh, shaded and, and gradiated in certain things. Every character I had to think of a good way to depict them in, in a uh, in a, a, a destiny type theme. Um, some of them were super easy. Iron Man, obviously, just <laughs> literally Iron like Man. <laughs> he doesn't look any different, right? But um, how do you depict the Hulk? So. How do you depict Black Panther as a hunter or uh, make sure that Black Widow has the red hood, which looks like her hair instead of the other thing, you know, Gamora's um, uh, hood is like hair as well. And Drax is over there in his Titan armor. And so some of them are really fun. Uh, Doctor Strange, you know, making that warlock helmet look like him uh, was entertaining. Uh, Falcon, 
drawing him as a hunter was pretty cool. Um, got the uh, classic Hawkeye look. Uh, so, you know, some of them are really entertaining to do. Uh, I, I really awesome. I really had a good time with it. Uh, Captain America as a Sentinel. He's got the purple shield mm-hmm. instead of his normal one. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it is definitely a sweet piece. It just um, took a long time, you know. And everybody's got a ghost. Everybody has a custom ghost as well. Yeah, I was just I was just noticing like the ghosts, like they're everywhere too. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Groot's ghost has flowers. I thought that was really appropriate. Yeah. Oh, definitely. One hundred percent. And Thanos' ghost has a huge chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. Oh my god. I could look at this forever. Yeah, it's- I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to remember to put this link in uh, the show notes so people can reference it because uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. And if not, this is from April second, twenty eighteen. So yeah, this is more than a full year ago. Yeah. Um, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Um, what do you think, guys? Should we talk video games a little bit? Sure. sure. Um, something a little interesting happened today. I think this is one of the first times that they came out, um, with a TWAB to talk about the sandbox and it was almost all nerfs. Like, not, not like, not like huge, but like, well, actually I take that back. Some of them were quite big, but, um, yeah, it was, I thought it was very interesting for them to approach it that way and not talk about guns they were bringing up at all. Like, all they did was talk about the exotics that were maybe getting toned down. I was like, this is, like, it'd be interesting to see if they release more patch notes or if they just make people dwell on this for a month, you know, before they drop everything. It's yeah. two, two weeks, right? Two more twabs? Two is more, it only yep. two weeks? Yep. So oh, I guess it'll be it's... three weeks till okay, the thing yeah. releases, but Correct. two yeah. more twabs. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, if it was me, I'd, I'd throw out the negative, let the uh, let the community, you know, digest it and rail against it and all this stuff. We hate this, and, you know, how they always do. Mm-hmm, right. And then next week, start talking about the positives, bring it up, and then people are going, "All right, well, they're listening." Yada yada. And then the, the next week, you talk about the big positives, the things you're bringing forward. Here's your new gear. That way. Uh, you get all the, the salt out now, and then you spend two weeks building the community back up. So yeah. if if you know I was in charge, that's how I would do it. No, I don't. I'm not in charge, obviously. Uh, otherwise, I'd be making a lot more money than I do now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they talked about Luna's knife not forgotten a, while, a couple weeks ago, which I mm. I still don't I still don't know that that's going to be horrible. I, yeah, I, no, I'm but very optimistic about that. Definitely a change. Yeah. Um, and now this week it's the exotics that are, and it feels like it's the exotics that are going to be part of, you know, people could have used for the raid race. It feels like specifically they're targeting things that, uh, you know, will make the raid or right now make raids easier. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Dude, the whisper thing is huge. Like I thought the hammer of the worm, I thought, I thought whisper was, I thought the the original tweak that they did to it really made it more of a skill weapon, 
right? Because right. originally you could run in with what, 21, 24 shots, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And now and, it's nine. Yeah. And that, that allows you to miss, right? But right. when you have nine shots, like you have to make sure your shot's on point because you are going to get flinched by some stupid ad at some point and miss one shot, which throws off, you know, your ammo reserves. Um, so the, the removing that all together, it's going to be really interesting to see how, how whisper behaves at this point. At least they're bringing the ammo count back up. Yeah. That, you know? yeah. So that's, that's one way <laughs> that to look is, at it. That is definitely true. Um, right. But those people who get hit crit after crit after crit were using more than 18 shots in oh, a boss yeah. fight. Yeah, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was not one of those people. I was no, one of the I'm people garbage that, too, but that, <laughs> I don't even have whisper. So, <laughs> well, if you ever if you ever find your hour or two that you are online and and need help, um, assuming you're on Xbox or PC, we can always get you whisper. Yep. I'm on Xbox. <laughs> oh, there you go, it, man. It's just it, I just I hop on. I forget completely about that thing. Yeah. I just kind of I just move on. I, all right. Oh, there's a shiny object. Let me go do that for a little bit. You know that kind of thing. It's the um. I think I think the quest, like the quest for that, and the the new quest for outbreak. I think are doing the quest is fun. Like the you know, the gun yeah. is like a nice cherry on top, but the quest is like this is this is a good time. So I I will say this about the, the season pass versus the expansion thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of the lack of um uh immediate rewards so like my normal thing is i go play a little pve stuff some strikes i go play a little crucible and then you get rewarded right a drop here a drop there and it's stuff you might not have yet and stuff but with this new seasonal stuff we don't get that they haven't updated the vendors in a while i basically just shard things that are lower power level than me and it's it's really annoying yeah but what I will say, I really enjoy their uh, dropping of things like the Whisper Quest, like the Outbreak Prime Quest, and I, I, I think we should applaud them for that. But also, uh, I, I hope that they take into account how much we enjoy those kind of things, and that should be a focus. Like that should be a primary thing for them is is constantly keeping us engaged with that, those kind of hunts. I think pinnacle weapons are fantastic. Uh, I think having long term pursuits are, are awesome. I think that that's that was needed, um, but they also can't forget about like the the I, I just completed a strike. Do I get anything that's worth it? You know, like you don't have you don't have a carrot at the end of that stick. You have a carrot yeah. at the end of the the bridge or the road or the highway. It's it's a lot of times it's too far away to look at. You know, that's just my two cents on on their their game structure right now. It's just one strike closer to getting my service revolver. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird. That, I can't that, play like yeah. that. That that yeah. that grind to forty. Well, I'm I'm a um, I I live and breathe crucible so. So running running those forty strikes on two different systems um, has has slowly broken my will to live. But <laughs> I absolutely love the weapons, and you know, after I get them, it's actually it's not that bad. But that's uh, actually I'm gonna, a, a problem I have though is that they put like a random limit. They said okay, forty strikes. That's just weird to me. Like yeah. that. Uh, like give me something that's fun to pursue. 
Yes. Like number of kills, number of headshots, how many kills with a shotgun. Uh, give me, give me something that's uh, enjoyable to pursue, and not just complete this activity. I yes. am glad, like for Crucible stuff, most of it is 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 complete and not win, because uh, I'm terrible and I'll never <laughs> win things. But, uh, but just just having an arbitrary number of strikes that you have to run is weird to me. Uh, instead of while in strikes do these things you know uh get number of kills as a sentinel as a sunbreaker as a striker you know or like uh number of grenade kills it just seems like you should be making people have fun and adjust the way they play instead of just saying oh you spent six hours in game here's your gun yeah yeah i would love that so much more i well they did for uh for the fusion rifle but you You still had had to to hit your 40 Right, you still had to do forty, but you still had to like. I never use fusion rifles ever, yeah. so and, I had yeah, to run X number of strikes with the fusion rifle and on and arc damage. So, mm-hmm. thank you, main ingredient. Yeah, I know, uh, main ingredient. Yeah, he immediately got sharded as soon as I got my loaded question. <laughs> I was yeah. like, nope, all right, I got what I wanted. <laughs> um, yeah, but at least they they gave you those almost a direction for that. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm not I'm a, I'm perfectly great with that. I'm just not a fan of. It's literally telling you spend this many hours in game when they say complete this number of activities, and yeah. that to me is is a it's poor game design in a lot of ways. I don't know. I just I don't like it. I I I would I definitely would much rather chase headshots or specific weapon kills or you know something yep. of that sort than yeah than just a number that I have to grind towards. Give, it give makes- me a way to refine the way I play. Give mm-hmm. me a way to differentiate the way I play, uh, alter my my normal technique. You know, make me experience the game in a different way, not just <laughs> here idle around for a while if you want to. I yeah, um, I also agree um, tenfold on the vendor refresh. One of my favorite things in D1 was Arms Day and checking the vendors on yep, reset. Yep, and yep, 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 I agree. God, I would just love to to go to the tower or to pull up Dim or, you know, have our Charlemagne bot, like, post, like, here's a vendor refresh, like, mm-hmm. here are the rolls on the weapons, you know? And, yep, this um, is a big thing. It's a big thing, man. And it, it makes currency, I think, worth more, too. Right, because yeah. you like in D one, it was like I need to make sure that I have my legendary marks up or whatever. You know, he might be selling two PDX forty fives that both have good rolls this week. I mean, spoiler, right. he did, he he wasn't ever, but um, yeah, you know, just in case, like you got to keep that that currency and it, it's worth more. It's um, yeah, it'd be it'd be great if they drop something like that on well, us. I'll tell you, from an artistic standpoint, I don't have any new armor to draw. <laughs> I don't have any new weapons to draw. I don't have any way of of really experiencing this game outside of Trevor right now. I mean, that's, yeah, that's that's my option, um, and it's been like that for a while. That that's depressing. I, I want to see what they put the uh, Gambit Prime armor in, which uh, just if it doesn't, I mean, some some things don't float your boat. Some things yep. do. You know, it's just yep. not not my thing. Yeah, they used to they used to be pretty good about showcasing armor and new armor and like you know, having three or four or five sets of armor with the updates. So it would be cool to see him get back to that. Um 
we're sort of getting towards the territory too where they're we're, we're gonna start seeing what Bungie without Activision really is like because I think a lot of this stuff that we're, we're still getting now was still developed while they were with Activision and had that Activision plan laid out so it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see see what happens in the next six months you know as as they get further along with having their own free reign on stuff. Yeah, I, I genuinely feel that they're also fully invested in Destiny 3 at this point. So a lot of their assets are going to be dedicated toward that. And I'm sure from a business standpoint, they're looking at what they would consider acceptable losses um, from the community. Like, okay, we're going to put all of our assets here. And they, they leave a team in charge of D2. Okay, what can you give us? And they're like, well, we can maybe do these things. And uh, we got this outbreak quest. Where, are you going to refresh the vendors? Uh, we, we just don't have the ability to. All right, it's not a problem. They'll they'll get over it, you know, that kind of thing. Like, at some point, I, I, it's just the lack of updates to that kind of That's what it feels like to me, is that they've just moved on to the next project. And they're just kind of keeping the lights on with their their updates lately which if that's if that's how it is it is it's how it is i mean yeah i i don't know if i think it's d3 yet or the september update because that's always been their their pinnacle you know here's the big thing to sell you on uh but yeah, yeah same sort of thing you know they've worked out what they're doing in this set of annual pass and now that that most of that's in the can already and they're just polishing and doing, you know, taking care of, yeah, you know, just, you know, live I, services. I'm genuinely hoping that their September update is, is like a, is a rise to iron or taking King type update. That's really yeah. going to bring people like forsaken. I mean, forsaken was fantastic. Yeah. It was wonderful. You had all these, these new things to chase all these, uh, new, great, uh, aesthetic options and stuff but since then it's been very uh low i don't know the the amount of of stuff coming from them which again it is what it is it's fine the game's in a good place all things considered um so i'm I'm really hoping that september isn't just here's how the annual pass is going to roll out again and it's kind of more the same yeah i yeah i think they put a lot of money on um on Gambit too, and I don't think that Gambit was as successful as they had hoped it would be. Like I think they were really hoping that they were gonna change, like what multiplayer's are with that. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, man. I, 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 the most common response that I see is people just don't even play that content at all. Like you know, the first week or two, but it, it seems like it just kind of fell off really quick. Uh, I think, I mean, I, I, I think that the, uh, experiment rate, um, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's got a, a lot of potential. Um, the idea of PVE and then, um, with a little bit of PVP mixed in, um, I, it's not, I thought it was going to be like my go-to, but it's not. Me too. Um, and I, you know, what, what gets me again is the, I don't have any immediate gratification upon completing that I spend 30 plus minutes doing it and I don't feel like I got rewarded for my time there. And that, that's a bummer to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's just my personal take on it. Um, I'd almost rather 
see a full-on horde mode brought back in. Um, but I, I don't know. My, my big thing is patrol. I wish they would spend time and energy rewarding you for patrolling the world and, and incorporate yeah. things like like Gambit into the open world. Um, I, I want to see that. I, right now, it feels like I move from one instance thing to another through teleporting screens, through loading screens. I don't feel like I'm actually part of the world so much as I am just a dude that shows up at a random room over here and now I'm over here. Whereas I, I feel like in D1, I spent a lot more time cruising around the Cosmodrome, going from place to place. Um, patrol was a big part of it. Uh, maybe it was resource gathering. I don't know. But I, I think <laughs> I wish they would get back to just patrolling and letting the world evolve from there. Uh, letting you experience all the different things that are there, you know, more um, more tangibly, not not from a loading screen, not from the director. I don't know. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Definitely, I um, do like that there are a number of things though. So whatever floats about, because while mm-hmm. Gambit isn't for me, I love that some people love it, and that's yes. their favorite thing to play. And I will absolutely agree with that. Yeah, just uh, like raids, I I don't play raids. But man, I, I want them. Like I want more and more things to get the community hyped up and excited. And I love those puzzles that I would never be able to figure out. But you got people like Dado and them, uh, and, and these guys are amazing that, that they can figure out all this stuff. And I, I fully support that. Man, just keep diving into that. Uh, get the community uh, really, really motivated with that kind of stuff. You know, it's 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 awesome stuff. Yep. So, um, I I did not think I was going to get to play any Destiny this week. We recorded on um, on Monday, and the way my week was laid out, um, I wasn't going to get any time to work from home. My evenings were just packed. I was like, oh, I'm not going to get to play in Destiny. Uh, last night, I went out with a good friend from high school, and uh. We have a local brewery that I can bike to, and so I bike there. And now that we're doing this weight loss challenge, um, I'm like a 16 year old when I have a beer. I uh, it, it doesn't take much, and I'm having a really <laughs> good time. Uh, <laughs> and so I, you know, I bike there. I bike trails all the way home. I, you know, had a few, and I was feeling really good. And I. He went to the, I think he went to the bathroom at one point. So I pulled my phone out and I forgot who in our raid group, but someone was like, you guys want to play PVP? (laughs) And I'm just like, I will be there in 30 minutes. (laughs) And so I came home and uh, it was great. There was, uh, they had five people playing Iron Banner and uh, I jumped in party with them. And it was like one of those weird nights where party chat isn't working. So they're all in game chat. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first minute is me, like, jumping into party and backing out and turning my headset off and on and trying to figure out why I can't hear anyone. And then I see the text, like, oh, we're in game chat. So, I'm like, okay. So, I load in with everyone in game chat um, and we play our first match and we get mercied and people were, like, super salty. Like, people were raging and getting mad and I'm like, <laughs> I'm in a great mood. Like, I, you know, I have no cares whatsoever. I'm like, all right, guys. I'm like... We're going to have fun because people are absolutely way too upset. So I made everyone put on Prometheus lens 
and <laughs> and we mercied the first team that we played, like severely mercied them with Prometheus lens, and and we were like people were laughing and having a good time, and then we went into our second game with Prometheus lens, and we beat that team one hundred and twenty five to seventy seven, and like the whole mood shifted just by like using the silliest gun we could think of, mm-hmm. so. We're like, oh, we're just going to continue this theme. We're just going to use really bad weapons and it's going to be a great night. So then we put on hard light. Everyone put on hard light. And hard light is definitely the worst gun in Destiny. But it's <laughs> so cool. It is so cool. <laughs> and and I was like, I was crying laughing because we would there'd be six people shooting hard light at a guy. Bullets are flying everywhere and not a single person was dying. Yeah. Like just <laughs> ricochets everywhere. Like everything in front of me is just bullets going every direction. And and the kill feed is just our team. Just yeah. our team getting killed. We could not take one person <laughs> I love, out. I love hard light though. Just, aesthetically, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. I just, God, I just, it's so much fun to play with, even though it's terrible. And if it wasn't for this infusion system, I would use it all the time, but I can't, I can't afford to. <laughs> yeah. We just, we ended up just pulling, um, pulling everything out of collections. Cause it was like, I'm not going to infuse this. I'm just gonna, just gonna pull everything out, but I'll play the uh, 20 points down in iron banner. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I always am. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was fun though. It was, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad, I'm glad we, we went from being tilted to, just yeah. playing with stupid weapons and doing what you should do in Iron Banner. So, so I don't play enough to actually be at the top level. I think I'm like six seventy or six eighty right now. Okay. Um, so I literally just use whatever my next, my recent, uh, you know, f- powerful whatever it was is. Yep. So like right now, I got one of those uh, one of the Forsaken hand cannons. Um, a sniper rifle, which I never snipe. I'm terrible. I'm absolutely terrible at that. And um, the roaring bear at random, like whatever dropped <laughs> my 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 my, uh, my titan looks like he got dressed in a, a completely black closet and just grabbed whatever was nearby and it <laughs> came out. He's he's got like iron banner arms and like the forsaken chest plate. Uh, that had the uh, the the big. C one thirty seven winged helmet on for a while or whatever. <laughs> it's just because I don't care. It just is what it is. Because right. if I go with what I what looks good, I'm going to be at six fifty and I'll, I'll get smashed. So, yep. What's the name of that what, uh, Dreaming City hand cannon? I'm struggling with it. Oh, you mean the Waking Vigil? Vigil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that's the one. It's it's a running joke. Uh, I may have I may have extremely murdered the name of that hand cannon um, <laughs> forty episodes ago. Visual, <laughs> the walking visual, the walking visual. Oh, um, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of walking, dude, we only have what like three weeks left in our uh, fitness challenge. I thought you had run to the twenty second, but you and I are on different timelines. No, there, I think. So. I think it's on the ninth. I think okay. it ends on the ninth. Um, yeah, getting there. Yeah. Uh, no, twenty first. You're right. So we got like a month left. Oh, that's cool. God, you'd think I'd get used to hearing that from you, but I'm not. <laughs> the you're right part. Yeah. Um, 
so today I uh <laughs> so I, I met up with Steve and we biked into downtown. So I, I got my like, you know, slightly over thirteen miles of biking done. And um my youngest daughter has dance on Thursdays. Um, but my oldest daughter, one of her best friends when she went to daycare, um, her her sister's also in the dance. So whenever whenever they're gonna bring, you know, my my daughter's friend, we try and let them hang out because they don't go to the same school or live in the same town or anything anymore. Um, so I picked up my oldest from school and then I drove her to dance and dropped her off. So I just had a few hours to myself and I was like, all right, well, I want to, I want to do some interval training with like running. You know, I was talking to my, my cousin about it and I'm like, I'm, I want to be better at running distance and I, I'm not like, what do you suggest? Cause she does like marathons and stuff like that. She's like, Oh, just do this interval training. And so she kind of talked me through like a good, good place to start. And I, I, the way she was talking about it, I was expecting that I was just going to be dead. Like just absolutely destroyed by the time I was done. Um, especially with the biking earlier today. And so I did, I did about a mile and a half of interval training where I was like running and then I wasn't walking. I was doing running and then just slow running. Um, and I got done with it and I started walking back towards my house because I had just had it in my head that I was going to have to walk home because my legs were going to be dead. And I'm like, get, I got, I got a couple blocks and I'm like, my legs feel fine. Why am I walking? So I just started the app up. I'm like, I'll just run a little bit more, like at least till I'm fatigued. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and make it to that tree. All right, I'm going to try and make it to that house. All right, I'm going to I'm going to go this way. And it, it, I ended up running over two miles after the <laughs> interval trading. And I even got into my neighborhood and I'm like, well, there's my house, but I don't feel tired yet. So I'm going to run around the block and then come back to my house. Um it was cool, man. It was cool to have that that um, unexpected amount of energy. To, Are you like, using your fancy new running shoes? Oh, dude, they're it's like running on pillows. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm very I'm very money very well happy. spent. Yeah, I'm very happy that I went and got fit for proper shoes, man. It feels way better. I just I just got out of breath leaning forward in the chair. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, today was good for me too. I did my. Uh, First time since we started this that I actually did a two a day. I went in this morning and uh, did legs, you know, squats, leg extension, wall sits, all that fun stuff. And then I got home from work tonight and I'm like, shit, I got four hours before we record the podcast. I'm really hungry. So I went into the gym and did like 45 minutes of uh, circuit training. And Man. I was like, I got done. And I'm like, well, We'll see how that six thirty workout with the trainer tomorrow goes, but I'm alive right now. <laughs> I think I think you're gonna end up eating your words for this contest, man. I do believe that you said that no one's gonna lose twenty pounds this time around, since we all lost twenty pounds last time around. But I think that you're maybe setting yourself up to lose twenty pounds this time around, dude. I'm at I'm down fifteen right now. Yeah, like and so exactly. we got like a month. a month. Okay, lose five pounds in a month. Yeah, I think so. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Good dude, job. That's, that's crazy. Uh, and like we talked about this a while ago, but like I'm putting muscle on still and I'm dropping body fat like it's going out of style. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, that slingshot that I talked about a few weeks ago, I'm now benching 275 for reps with that on. So the numbers are getting real big. Uh, so I'm just I'm having a great time with it. That's awesome, and man. It's just I don't know. I think it's 
it's just a uh, it feeds itself <laughs> you know snake eating the tail type thing every time i work out and i put bigger numbers up i just want to work out more and put more big numbers up so yeah, it's nice when you get to that point that you know you you get rewarded right for your activity you yeah. you you're seeing the rewards and it makes you want to play more makes you want to do more yep um, it started off slowly cool. for me too because while we've been talking about this since the beginning of the year how things have been going great for me I'd also been smoking the entire time. Like oh, I didn't know that. Like I was, <laughs> That's I dropped, hilarious. I dropped forty plus pounds and I was, you know, smoking like a pack a week. Oh dude. And I'm like at the beginning of May, I'm like, this is dumb. I feel mad at myself every time I do it. Like I'm just self sabotaging all this hard work I've been doing. So I stopped. Cold turkey. Just uh on that day, I went up to Minneapolis and back in the same day. I got done with that trip and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm done smoking. And so it took a week for my body to be like, okay, we're back to normal. So now the diet's back on and uh, I suspect my lungs will thank me. And uh, the cardio part of my workouts are going to get a lot better, a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So basically I'm trying to not actually hamstring myself and, you know, trying to actually succeed instead of half succeed. Um, you're not trying to season eight your workout activities. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Well, I'm really happy to know that there's more than a month left because that means that I have over a month to finish up a couple more t-shirt designs before the end of this contest. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you haven't jumped in yet, um, jump in, join us. You got a month? Yeah, you got a month. Like, uh, Burning Wing just got back on the wagon. And he's uh, he's making some changes and doing some things, and he just he joined back up with us. So, um, by all means, if you want to jump in and get fit, um, you know, and just get a little bit healthier, um, just people doing it. Someone did it this week, you know. Perfect time is now. Um, how's that uh, Final Fantasy treating you, man? Oh my god. Uh... So it was amusing because we were talking just before about how in D1 there were some patrols and collecting stuff as just a way to like mindlessly do stuff and be immersed in the world. Uh, Final Fantasy is that for me right now. Uh, I have all of my gambit set up in Final Fantasy 12. I basically just hold the stick forward and run to where I want to run. And then my characters do all the work for them um, because I have it built out to, you know, if this do that, if this do that, if this do that, down to a level that very rarely do I have to actually intercede to prevent myself from dying. But I can just run around in circles, killing the same enemies for hours at a time and have fun with it. So at this moment in time, I want to say I've put like eight hours in in the past week and haven't advanced the story more than one, like... I've had one cutscene in those eight hours, and the rest of the time is <laughs> just, just me running around, power leveling, and farming. Oh. Yeah, so that game, that game gets me. It, it knows I don't actually want to accomplish things; I just want to farm, uh, and it lets me. Did um, did you ever get into any of the Final Fantasy games at all? Are you yeah. asking me? Um, you know, I played Final Fantasy one when it came out on Nintendo. Uh, way back in the day and i beat it when i was like 10 years wow. old 
Um, I played uh, Final Fantasy 2 and 3 over here. I think they're 5 and 6 in Japan. Yeah. Um, played all those on Super Nintendo. Uh, beat those. Then uh, time passed. Eventually Final Fantasy 7 came out. Uh, that was on PlayStation. I didn't have a PlayStation. We we by that point we were out of money in life, <laughs> so I went to my friend's house, and we played the hell out of that. After Final Fantasy VII, uh, everything went to Sony. I never had a PlayStation, um, so I never played most of those. And I slowly evolved to the point where I don't handle um, Final Fantasy's combat very well. Uh, any any of that turn based combat. Um, I, I've I've turned into a very spastic player. I need to be able to to just button mash and and, and screw up a lot. I, <laughs> I don't do I don't do good with methodical planned out <laughs> combat. Um, so no, I, I don't play any of the new ones. Um, and uh, but you know my, I have extremely fond memories of the older ones, which I think a lot of us do. We have a nostalgia oh, yeah. for some of the old stuff, you know. Um, but no, I, 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 now I've seen them all, you know, I, I always pay attention when they come out and uh, my, my buddy, my best friend got the, was it 15, the new one, the one with the car yeah, and everything like yep. that. Yeah. And yep. the yeah, evil boys. He, he played that. Yeah. He played that for a little bit and I couldn't, I couldn't rush. I couldn't get through it. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I still haven't beaten that one either. I got to a certain spot and just was like, all right, I'm out of steam. I'm going back to destiny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't do it. Uh, and most MMOs are like that for me. Um, you know, I played World of Warcraft when it first came out for about a month. And uh, it was like, super addictive. And I realized I was, this is before I had kids. I don't think I was even married at this time. And uh, I realized I was literally just, I come home from work. And next thing I know, it's dinner time. And uh, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is, this is not healthy. So I'll put that one aside. Um, I kind of want almost a casual MMO of some sort. You know, I've played things like Ragnarok Online over the years and some of these other ones. But uh, at some point, the end game gets to be too uh, too much for me. I, I think I just I like I like all the leveling in the beginning and stuff and experience in the new game. And then I always I always falter out before really the end game kicks off. You yeah. know. Um, you have been you have been in in the uh, the D and D stuff though, right? Yeah. So we uh, yeah, growing up, I had this store that opened up literally a thousand feet from my house, and it was called the Lazy Dragon, and it was the coolest thing ever because it was right next to a Time Saver, like a little convenience store, you know. And and I'm in South Louisiana, which is not exactly uh, nerd central. It's, <laughs> it's you know it's 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 a lot of uh, there's a lot of there's more beer shops than there is you know anything of uh, comic booky natured. So anyway, this place opened up. It was run by a bunch of thirty something year old nerds, and it was comic books and baseball cards and uh, a whole shelf of role playing game stuff. And I'd never seen this kind of stuff before. I was twelve years old. And uh, uh, the, the owners there, they played a game of Star Wars role-playing game in the evenings sometimes. And they asked us, uh, they told us if they, we'd ever like to see, we could you know, stick around and, and play. And uh, th- we asked our parents, and they were like, yeah, it's fine. You know? so, so one night we joined them, me and my buddy, 
and we played Star Wars, the role-playing game by West End Games, and we were hooked. I played a, a Chewbacca-type character, a Wookiee, and we were with bounty hunters. We were trying to find somebody. I managed to electrocute a dude by throwing him in a pool and throwing an electrical cord <laughs> in it. And it was just, uh, I climbed into a dumpster, and it got smelly, and nobody wanted to hang out with me. And, uh, you know, just, I can still remember that session, like, like it was That's yesterday. Awesome. And so we dove full on into role playing games. And if we started off with Star Wars, because Star Wars environment, you can literally play anything you want, right? It's a whole galaxy. You can do a Dungeons Dragon style game of just pure fantasy in there. You could do high end Jedi stuff if you want. Anyway, I played that for a long time. So then I was in my mid 20s uh, later in life, and we're like, we never played actual Dungeons Dragons. And I think fourth edition had just come out. So we decided to try it, me and my friends, and we were all local at the time. And we had a, a running campaign for a while, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and then everybody slowly moved away, you know, got jobs here, got married, had kids, yada, yada. So it was pretty much impossible to gather around a table and play these games anymore. And so it all fell off by the wayside for a while. And then late mid late to mid-30s, uh, we all start doing the online thing. You have things like Roll20 that allow you to really you know, play like you're at a digital table. Um, everybody's got headsets now. You have webcams if you need them. So it's a lot easier, you know, as we are now. Kids are more established. You're not dealing with a lot of babies anymore, that sort of thing. So, yeah, we play. Uh, I, I play two groups t- uh, twice a week in the evenings after the kids go to bed and uh, stay up way later than I should. <laughs> And you play have a lot of fun with uh or you did at one point didn't you play with like blue and shadow con yeah okay, we still do. okay. yeah so I, I played with them during the riot sessions when nathan was uh running the game uh and then that game slowly um fizzled out and so we transitioned it now i run the game as a dungeon master and it's in a homebrew setting kind of a steampunk environment there it's kind of a western feel to it um blue's character has giant metal arms <laughs> and uh naturally <laughs> shadow is, is running around uh turning into a werewolf or something i don't know <laughs> Acid? I, I don't know it, it's crazy but it's a lot of fun the other game i play is much more traditional D. it's uh you know paladin and you know wizards and stuff like that so oh, that's cool man it is it's fun I got to, Blue was another person I got to hang out with when I went to, went to, um, Guardian Con. He is a, yeah. you know, he's, when you meet him in person, man, he's just a big, happy, nice dude. Like, yeah, he's yeah. a good dude. Yeah. We had fun. He, he came over to the house one night. We had a, we had a good time. Um, cool. Um, so real quick, um, just some housekeeping stuff. Um, it didn't come out this week, but I just got to finish it up today. Uh, our good friend of the show, RNG Gator was on AMP and had quite an amazing show. And then as I finished that up today, uh, your bro, Brisbear, he was on an episode of AMP this week that was just released today. And that was really good as well, man. Yeah, I've come to the conclusion that Jay is just 
really, really good at getting the best out of yeah. everybody. Because every single <laughs> one of these shows since AMP has started uh, the new format has just been great. Like just casual. These are people like yeah, it's people that I've like talked to and listened to in the past, so I know them, and yet at the same time, I can't turn off the episode. It's like. I'm going to be late to this work meeting because I want to finish this uh, thought before I hit pause on AMP and run to the <laughs> meeting. And uh, I don't know. I, Bryce was super nervous yeah. about it. and He killed it. I'm like, I thought yes. he killed it. He's like, you're not just saying that because you're my brother. I'm like, no, I'm saying it because I am your brother. And Jay got to you, the you that yeah. I know. It's like, this is why, you know. I think of you as not just a brother, but best friend. It's like you, your whole like persona was out there for everyone to see and you did it perfectly. Yeah. So I love that show. Yeah. It was a really good episode, man. It, it was definitely the, the briz that I see on Friday nights when we raid. Gator was good too, but he's from the South. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's, it's a, a, also an inside yeah. joke to last week's show when I wasn't on, uh, they asked why I had a combative nature with Gator, and one of the guesses was because I'm from I'm an elitist northerner. He's from the <laughs> south. <laughs> You're a Yankee. Uh, um, uh. the as well. God, there was a lot of really good episodes this week. Uh, distinguished gentlemen dropped their their. They have three. This was their third to last episode, right? So they have two episodes left before oh. they're they're gone. Um, so it was. Oh God, it was like. Infinity and Ben and Zan and Jay and Fudd Elmer and Fudd and it was just ridiculous, man. Like just yeah. And then and then um, Fudd <laughs> and uh, Justin did a and they made a song and it is amazing. It's called "Fuck Forever," and um. I'm really happy that Justin played it more than once in the show because like, dude, it's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, so if you haven't listened to that yet this week, um, it was, it's pretty fantastic. It's definitely, you cannot sleep on that episode. Um, yeah, they only got two episodes left after this. So, uh, I, if they're building, I can't wait to see what the next yeah. one are because this one Dude, was I know, about man. as good as it could have been. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they have, but wow, what a what a week for podcasts. Um It was probably a good decision on their yeah, part to have us I as know. the first of their last yeah, five. Like so you that gotta they can set the bar up. low so that you can <laughs> climb up out of the pit. Um uh, <laughs> the only other thing that I that I want to talk about this week, um Sony and Microsoft today announced that they're in a partnership now for gaming. Did you guys see that? I did. It, um, Honestly, it was, I did it not. Was in this, this afternoon it came out, and they didn't say specifically that they're working on cross-save, but they, they are um, specifically developing um, cloud gaming um, and and the aspects of, of gaming on the cloud. Um, and working together on that. So the fact that they're working together on this future tech really makes me hope that cross-save, cross-play is going to be a reality in the next year or two. Yeah. I'll I, I tell you, if I could magically fix something, that, that'd be one of them. I, I want to play with people yeah. on PlayStation. I want to play with people on PC. I, you know, I, 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 
I want to play the same game, but I don't want to have to buy it three times and spend three times the, the effort to get to the same. I don't know, man. I, yep. I wish. I just magically wish I could do that because I got so many good friends that I can't spend time with yep. doing the thing that we both love. Yeah. So yeah. I, I saw that post today and I was, you know, with Borderlands 3 uh, supposedly having crossplay with the, you know, the Fortnite, you know, already doing it. I saw this and I was like, oh mm-hmm. man, this is this is potentially a very big step in the right direction. Well, I believe I believe Rocket League yeah, does I it with all right. three, right? Doesn't? Yes. And the moment that that happened, yeah. I realized it's possible. Like it's, you know, Sony can allow this to happen. They just need the right push and cuz I love Rocket <laughs> it's League. Fun. I'm terrible at it, but I love it. Um, it, it's, it, I play probably a game a day. You know, if I'm, if I have 30 minutes, That's I'll awesome. play rocket league instead of destiny just because I just want to knock it out, but it's so much fun. And I, I constantly get, uh, I, I, I let down my teammates and it's great. Um, but when that happened, when I saw that everybody can play together, I was like, Oh, look, it's, it's like a golden unicorn, right? It, it can happen. And yeah, it gave me hope for the future. Yeah, I really, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to take it as a sign of good faith that great things are to come for us gamers with that partnership. So, yeah. Cool. You know, in a perfect world, we'll have yeah. one system <laughs> that it just answers all the questions right? you or have. Just, you know? uh, yeah. I don't know. I just, the ability to play with all of your friends, no matter what system they're on, is, is huge. So, yeah. Um, I hear you. So moving on, we we enjoy music very much here on this podcast, and uh, we actually have an award-winning playlist. Um, yeah, barely a Destiny show. Yeah, they they great. That's they awesome. recognized how great we are and how perfect our musical <laughs> taste is. Just never never having a bad pick, right, Nips? I mean, we were like four weeks into yeah, the uh, podcast like playlist when they made the calls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but those five songs were better than the the Distinguished Gentleman 743 <laughs> right. that they had on you know, there. Like quality over quantity. I think that's that's why we won. Yeah. Right. It definitely wasn't for, for yes. laughs. Reasonable shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so every week we add we add some some music to this playlist that we've been creating. Um, you didn't get to talk about it, but on Monday, the the song that Ben added on Monday, you were really all about that, huh? Yeah, I really like that. one No, have I have you got not. A to I was to going now? to listen to our playlist when I went for a run today, and uh, I ended up going with my stream playlist. But I do want to listen to it for sure. Yeah, uh, I thought it was great. Um, I would say it's like a top three of a Ben pick uh, after listening to it. Uh, His pick this week is also very good. Uh, Probably not cracking my top three of the Ben picks, but I only got to listen to it once before we we started recording. But it is Piano Song by Aaron Allen Kane, and it is unlike anything else we have on the playlist yet. So it's... Brand new, like, genre, brand new sound. Uh, so it's a welcome, uh, welcome yeah, ben, addition Ben's to the playlist. Ben's good at rounding us out. 
Um, and I am not, and that's why I'm going with the hip hop pick this week. Uh, this this uh, <laughs> made it onto my list of potential picks. I think two weeks ago, um, and it's it's a funny story. So I'm going with "Above the Clouds" by Gangstar. Um, when I first started dating my wife, she made a gif of like um, of a heart with like a little fire coming out of it. And the beat in the background that she used was instrumental to Above the Clouds. And uh, she didn't even know at the time, but it was like one of my favorite songs. And I was like, oh, dude, this is a sign. Like she made this thing for me and she used the instrumental to like one of my favorite hip hop songs and didn't even realize it. So um, it came on the other day on my playlist and I was like, oh, this needs to go on there. This is a must. So um, yeah, hopefully you guys like it. Um, what do you got for us, Nips? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Neil Young's Heart of Gold. It's, I don't know, it's a classic. I'm sure everyone knows about it, but it popped up on the radio today, and I'm like, yep, I really love the song. So, conveniently, uh, we got a podcast where I can put it on tonight. Um, Farian, how about you, man? I I'm kind of eclectic with my music. I, I like a lot of um, a lot of modern uh, stuff. I mean, the same stuff that's on the radio a lot of times. I'm I'm quite fine with most of it. I don't have uh, I'm not an elitist <laughs> or anything like that. And I certainly don't I don't dive into music very much. Um, I, I like poppy, easy to uh, you know remember type songs. Um, uh, one that I, I don't know why, but I really enjoyed a lot is "No Roots" by Alice Merton. I like that song. Oh, yes. I like the song quite a bit. It's so easy to enjoy, uh, and uh, to the life of me, I can't tell what the heck she's talking about, but I really enjoy it. In <laughs> um, the same vein is um, "White Flag" by Bishop Briggs. I really like that one too something about uh the the way they they've structured those songs it speaks to me it speaks to me i'm uh <laughs> i'm gonna call an audible here and i'm just gonna add them both um, i like it that no root song my three-year-old loves that song and yeah my and, kids and too. she will yeah. ask us to put it up on the tv so she can dance to it by herself in the living room mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. so they're they're just catchy yeah. songs it's, uh I'm not a. I don't really like aggressive uh, music. Um, you know, I've never been like a screamer guy. You know, like certain songs I think are really cool, and then the art, lead artist just starts yeah. screaming, and I'm like, eh, it doesn't. For some reason, it never resonates with me. A lot of guys that do workouts and stuff really get into the metal and stuff, and I, I'm over here listening to Pink. You know, let's get the party started. And <laughs> I'm the antithesis of what everybody should be listening to, probably. But it's extremely fun. I um, I think it's because I grew up with it that I dislike it. Like um, you know, I'm in I'm in my my late 30s, and um, so when I was young, it was a it, all my my friends' older brothers were listening to like Iron Maiden and Metallica yeah, and ACDC, and, yeah, and, yeah, and right, um. Yeah, yeah. 
And so then that's what I grew up with too. And I think that that, it, you know, I, I know a lot of the early 90s stuff, um, you know, and, and granted, I was like into like Rage and stuff like that when they were big, but I really yeah, of just... Course. The Pearl Jams, yeah, Foo Fighters, all But that I really stuff, just yeah. fell off of it as I got into like approaching my 20s and into my 20s. So I feel you, man. Like I, I have nothing against it, but I definitely don't go out of my way to listen to to metal and um when i worked in the club um whenever we had death metal shows like they would ju- they would oh, just God. drain my energy man <laughs> like the just the like i love the double bass drum but like screaming for six hours or you know four hours whatever <laughs> the 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 duration of the event was gonna be it was just like by the time it got done i was right. it was i was always spent and it was the only genre of music that would do that to me because we saw right. everything you know um now, I tell you, when I'm drawing, a lot of times I'll just put on instrumentals mm-hmm. by uh, of cinematic stuff. So, uh, Two Steps from Hell is like one of the most popular um, artists that do basically like cinematic scores, kind of like these are for for trailers a lot and stuff. But it, it's uh, no words, just a lot of cool rhythms and uh, you know deep drums and stuff like that. Uh, or I'll listen to uh, like podcasts, but just junk, nothing that that will get me thinking mm-hmm. too hard. Because then I'll stop drawing and I'll start thinking. Uh, instead, I'll go one of our hundred <laughs> listeners. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I'll listen to um, like uh, like Twitch shows and stuff where people just jabber. It's all it, it. You know, there's nothing educational happening here. It's just like like stupid drama and stuff and. It's just something that keeps time moving in yeah. the background, you know, while you draw. I um, so on PC, I'm part of the Barely a Destiny Show clan, or Barely ADS as their new rebranded name. And um, so in Discord chat, they had a bot that would play music, and and we got into the habit of when we were going to play PvP, always putting on the lo-fi hip hop beats. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I am I am like so hooked on that. If I'm at work that and YouTube I need to channel and I yeah. need to think, like I just put that on, so I have music yep. in the background. Absolutely. If I'm gonna play PvP yep. and I want to be serious, I put that on just to keep me chill. Like I I definitely love the instrumentals with a good beat. Yep, yep. That's that's a great channel. Um, cool. I'm 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 stoked that we got a got a couple extra songs on this week. Uh, so it was a weird week for me. Uh, Rob, I, I had some beers this week, uh, for a couple days in a row and we went to a twins game on a Tuesday night with a bunch oh, of, I Des- saw the video. Yeah. Yeah. With a bunch of destiny people, uh, the Minnesota destiny people got together and we went to a twins game. I may or may not have, uh, talked my wife into letting me dip her for the kiss cam because they like (laughs) this dude came down and he like asked us if we wanted to start off the kiss cam and uh luckily one of my buddies caught me dipping her and then falling over onto the people in front of us (laughs) nice uh it was pretty classic but um pre-game we went to fulton brewery which is uh right by the stadium and they had a limited edition beer called War and Peace. And it was an 11% coffee bourbon barrel aged stout. And when you get up into that higher level of uh, alcohol, a lot of times they can be very, very um, 
bitter beers, you know, or, or very, very strong. And this was absolutely delicious. I was blown away by how smooth it was for being 11% beer. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was worth, worth mentioning, you know, if anyone is in the area and, and can grab one pretty great. Um, a side note, uh, Nips, I think it was you that said, you know, give the brewery time, the local brewery by me, yeah, yeah, give yeah. them time. They'll, they'll find their flavors. Right. Uh, um, so when they originally opened up last year, I think they had like four, four or five good beers on their menu and they were, they were good, but nothing great. When I went yesterday, um, they had two pages of beers and they had some really good ones, like really good ones. I was, I was like, I, I the first one I had, I was like, yep, oh, Rob was right. I'm like, gave them a year and, and look at this. They have greatness now. So I was pretty happy to see that. Still not getting old. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also had some beer this week. Uh, we went to play trivia on Tuesday night at the place right down the street from me. Um, and it was just me and a buddy again, team of two. Uh, we won going away from everybody else, which was great because there were a couple of teams of eight that were real happy about knowing things that everybody should know. Uh, <laughs> so it was nice to just run away from them at the end. Uh, <laughs> but, but that, uh, I had their double IPA, the magic dragon, which is always on tap there. Uh, and for not having a ton of beer over the past five months, that was like nectar. It was so good. <laughs> and I'm not even a huge IPA fan, but it's just like, oh, look at that. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> do, you, uh, do, you, do you like uh, beers or wines or anything like that? No, I'm a, I'm a boring individual. I don't drink. Um, drink water. Sometimes That's, I'll have a Coke. <laughs> water is like ninety five percent of what I intake now. Like water and, nope. and black coffee. That's a that's about what my uh, my yeah. liquid diet is consumed of. Yeah, I'm I'm extremely boring. My wife likes wine, mm-hmm. but I'm boring. Yeah, it's it's you know, man, it's to each their own. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do I do think it's funny though, like the you know, how it, how it's slowly like fallen off of the diet as, as we've, you know, you, as we've made steps to become healthier over these six, seven months or whatever. Um, so when I, when I do have like a beer, I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> I'm very, very, very buzzed right now. This is quite crazy. Yeah. Your body doesn't have the same tolerance it yeah. used to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the more, the, the healthier you get, the less, uh, the less you even desire stuff like that, you know, it's weird. Yeah, it, it is. It is funny how that, yeah, like things like that change and you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, dude, I want to thank you for, uh, giving us some time tonight. I, I had a sure. lot of fun talking with you, man. Yeah. I really appreciate y'all inviting me. It was a really good time. Yeah, it was great. I, I always love when we get uh, folks from the community that do creative stuff because mm-hmm. I am not creative. So like picking <laughs> the mind of people who do creative things is just, it's like a whole new world for me and I love it. Yeah. So what's, yeah. I, what's interesting about the like art 
it, it's literally like any other skill and it's all about what your inclination is like what your focus is so i mean art if you want to get good at art just draw but some people are aren't inclined to spend all their time doing that right so <laughs> the I, the skill that I've fostered, it makes me look like I, oh man, he's got such talent and all this stuff. But I dedicate all this time drawing when I could be dedicating it toward educating myself or getting better at a certain other skill or working out or any of these other things, right? So it, it's a trade off. You know, I can draw, but man, I can't code, I can't dance, I can't sing. <laughs> Uh, I can't play music at all. I have no rhythm. I can't even clap with "We Will Rock You." I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's fantastic, man. Yeah. So it, it, you know, everybody's got their their pluses and minuses. Yeah. Well, I'm um, so to see what comes out of uh, Guardian Con because oh, me too. I'm not going to be, be down fun. there, but the fact that the you're going to have a a shop online coming out of that makes me pretty excited. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. I, I, it's exciting that Bungie's going to be there, and the Borderlands people, I believe, are going to be there. Uh, it's getting bigger and bigger, and you know, it's yeah. all it's all for charity. It's all for St. Jude, which just makes it all worth it. You know, it, it's 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 awesome. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, you'll definitely have to let us know when your website goes live. So we sure. can uh, yeah. so we can let our our people know where to check it out and um how to you know how to like check out some of the art and support you. Sure. Um so your Twitter is obviously a fantastic place to follow you. Um uh, is that where you have a, like like a lot of your art is that yeah, where it ends up um, or do you have so a couple it's, places? It's a few different things. Um I have the at Fearing Art on Twitter. Um, I have an art station account for fearing art or just, maybe it's just fearing. I'm not sure you could look it up. And basically what I do is I just dump last month's art into one thing at a time there. So like I'll, you know, I'll, I'll update it with an April folder or a May folder, that sort of thing. And it's just a repository of art. Um, and then I have a personal website where I post chapters of the books I've written, a few selected art pieces, that sort of thing. It's really uh, just a, a, a quick and like a professional place to, to stick my stuff. Um, it's not something I update daily or anything like that, but it, it's like a repository for how to reach me, that sort of thing. And that's just johnsermonjr.com. That's my actual name. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. So um, if, if people do want to... Um reach out to you though is it is like twitter the yeah, easiest way to Twitter's get a hold probably of you? the best way i don't have an instagram and I, it's too hard to keep up with all the social media stuff so <laughs> i'm an old fogey hey man i love the fact that you're very active on twitter because that means that my feed has art in it when i go to look at it and i would much rather look at a drawing of sansa as a guardian than hear about why someone's mad about sonic the hedgehog so yeah. like I I very much appreciate the artwork because it is uh it it, it keeps Twitter it's like a valuable in my cleanser, eyes. You know, every so often. Yeah. You, yeah. You could like read yeah. a, a, a salty tweet, then you see something refreshing from Ice Tea. You know, and talks about being a gangster, <laughs> and then somebody pissed off because of what Bungie's doing. Then there's a picture of a of a a Titan. You're like, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. No, I like it. it's it's uh you know. It's good to have that stuff out there for sure. So awesome. 
uh well hopefully hopefully at some point we'll uh maybe we'll we'll cross paths on xbox and uh we can we can get a couple games that'd be or great dude or something. yeah that'd i look forward to it yeah yeah um cool uh rob if i wanted to find you somewhere where would not I? not in st louis where they go and play uh, rains all I, day ah uh, you know what though man like the housing market could change maybe you want to move there no. tomorrow in fact <laughs> you could have all of the tomorrows from here till the heat death of the universe and i won't want to move to st louis <laughs> but you can find me on twitter at admiral lips and uh in discord i have a bunch of discords as admiral lips as well um i am fluffy fingers md and if you wanted to reach me you can do so at antimetapodcast.com i really hope that that is jay's website because i don't know offhand <laughs> Well, if that doesn't lead you anywhere, you can always go to at uh, FAO Ohio on Twitter. <laughs> oh, good call out. Good call out. Uh, uh, man, thanks again for coming on. And uh, I look forward to uh, future artwork, man. I appreciate you guys having me.